Hey, hey, Annika here. All right, so this episode is, um, I'm going to be very personal. I will be talking about my shortcomings, the way I feel them right now. It's oh, so painfully and intensely and overwhelmingly just shortcoming on the point of being a mother. So this is a follow-up to episode number 26, which is I'm a bad, that was I'm a bad mom one, how to not manage disrespect. Uh, uh, If you haven't heard that episode, it's about me trying to take a shower on my own uh, in my bathroom and my kids just brought in a massive dispute into the bathroom and uh, yeah, how I just dealt with that by spraying them with water. Have you, if you haven't heard it, go ahead and listen. But so today we're talking about, um, well, I'm a bad mom too. Are you being a great role model? <laughs> if, if I ask myself that question, am I being a great role model right now as a mother? Oh, I, I cannot say yes. I just can't. Um, and I, I want to maybe not defend myself because even if you have reasons which is really just excuses you should be able to be a great role model I think but um, we're all human right and so the reason my excuse is it started mid-march with all of a sudden you're sort of locked in at home Um, so for me that is three children preteen house not full just of kids but hormones preteen hormones meaning the house is shaking literally like all the time and the homeschooling thing having to be a teacher when you I mean I haven't studied that kind of material in just decades and some of it I've just simply let go of it because it's I don't find it interesting. I'm sorry. And also, they their books and their homework is in German. A lot of it is Sprechen nicht Deutsch. Don't speak that language. I don't eat. Mathematics in German is just... It's not even a challenge. It's like... Uh, no. There's... Anyway, you get what I'm saying. So, there's that. And then... Adding on that as a single parent, there's my income and that's it. And then you add on being an independent, meaning there's no salary. Uh, if you don't work, if you don't bring in the money, there's nothing. So just a little bit of pressure there. And then to combine the two things there that you have to sort of assist your children, get them on all the different tracks they're on, three different classes, three different teachers, different engagement from the teachers and all that and then oh yeah you have to work and then and then there's the I think the thing that has just made it all just too much the cooking I cook and 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 then I think all right I'm failing as a as a parent I'm failing in showing up in my business I'm I'm just gonna educate my children and like help them learn how to cook so we've done that but it still doesn't feel like I've been like high scoring there uh, yeah, yes, they know how to cook a few plates and they do it well, but it's 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 not enough. And the overall feeling, 
And then they just smacked on with the summer holidays, meaning three, same three kids at home, all the hormones, more hormones, I think, and um, pushing through with my business. But now you don't even have that, yeah, I'm going to call it help, that they sort of had to sit down and do homework, at least for some time. And I don't know, if, if you don't have kids, you don't, you don't know this, but if you're a parent, you know exactly what I'm talking about, how excruciatingly, disgustingly annoying it is to have a teenager, a preteen, saying to you over and over and over how bored they are. Oh my gosh. Do something. Go out, go for a walk, take your bicycle, kick on a ball. No, well, that's not what they do. They sit with that smartphone. Oh, okay. So, um, I think, uh, it just hit me hard today. We had a little conversation. I'm not going to say it was a dispute, but it was a conversation. And my oldest, so he's an actual teenager, said to me, you scream more than you speak. And I was like, oh my God. And I wanted to like... I wanted to say, no, I don't. But for him to say that, I I just, I mean, you have to listen. When someone says something like that to you, you just have to listen. And I thought, I instantly started talking to God. Please, dear God, when they look back at their childhood, please don't let them remember that their mom was just someone who screamed more than she spoke. <laughs> oh, oh. Oh, yeah, that's not a good, that's not a good rating as a mom. So I took a moment for myself. I went up to my bedroom and I thought, okay, I'm, I'm the role model here. I'm the adult. I have to set the example. I have to show up in a great way and just, yeah, be what I want them to become. And so I thought, I'm going to rate myself, see how I'm doing. So zero, zero to ten, I thought zero, well, that's what, you know, they would take your children from you because you're just not capable of being a parent. And ten is like mom of the year or parent of the year. And then I was like, okay, uh, in all honesty, right now, I would just give myself a big fat three. And the reason I get three is because I cook. I cook and I cook and I cook and I cook, cook from scratch, base ingredient. Um, and I do that every day. I've done that since they were born. Um, and that, I mean, that's an investment in their health. They get, um, you know, they get a good foundation in how to eat properly. That's worth a lot. So I get three points. For the rest, uh, no, don't get any more points right now. Really not. I'm not going to go into the details, but I just feel like I'm falling short. Um, and it's so very uncomfortable. I don't want to be that person. I don't want to be that parent. But right now I am. Because it's just too much. It's just too much. Too much on the plate. Too much on the schedule. And... Um, I discussed with one of my mastermind groups, you know, how do you do when you have too much on your plate? Uh, for some weird reason, 
we just try to fit in like how do I adjust my schedule so that I can fit this extra thing in there uh, create time like quality time with my kids in between all these crazy things um, I have the feeling I'm doing but I'm not so sure I'm doing them right now honestly it's just yeah overwhelm when you're when you're when you have a little bit of overwhelm it's just overwhelm there's no productivity it's just a little bit of chaos and um yeah, speaking of chaos and overwhelm, I kind of lost my thread there. But um, who cares? It, it, you, when you're listening to this now, <laughs> well, let, let's just say that I, w- I was supposed to do it this way uh, to show the example of the overwhelm. But so in my household, there are so many things I wish were different. But, oh yes, I talked about the mastermind and what to put on the agenda. Well, we concluded there in that conversation that uh, it was actually a client of mine who's an architect and she explained the process of an architect. Imagine you have this map uh, of a building or a room and you're going to improve it or tweak it in some way or create something that the client wants, but there's not enough space. Well, you don't move things around until you can squeeze it in. You take an element out so that you can create the space. I love that. When there's too much on your plate, you need to take one element out so that you can create space for what you need to do. Um, Even so, knowing that, uh, I haven't applied that yet. So speaking this out now, I commit to taking something out of my agenda, taking something off my plate so that I can create more quality time with my children because if there's one thing that is important and that will important be important now in a year in five years in 10 years it's how I show up as a role model for my children and um, also to give myself some grace and understanding uh, which I'm not so good at and I know I'm not the only one uh, when we set the bar really high and we want to be we want to be the best mom or we want to be the best entrepreneur or the best employee or the best partner or whatever it is you want to be uh we're so hard on ourselves and um a friend of mine Nigel he shared um that him and his wife they were talking about their household uh, and they are originally from Zimbabwe and there, typically, you have a maid or a house a cleaning lady who keeps the house tidy and all that. And when they moved to London or to the United Kingdom, uh, yeah, there was just not, you know, there, it's another budget for it. So they decided not to have that. And that meant that the what it looked like at home went from being spick and span, spotless and squeaky clean to looking yeah, almost like a mess. And Nigel just concluded by saying, this is a living place, it's not a showroom. And um, I had uh, someone visiting me who made a comment about the state of my house um, in a caring way, so no harm, no harm done, but a fair comment uh, on top of it. Uh, but I want to, yeah, so the comment was that it was, uh, it was messy and I, I can just say, yeah, 
I confirm, it is messy. And the reason is, there's four of us inside, and we're on the bottom floor, basically the whole time, moving around, um, just living here. It's a living place. It's not a showroom, just like Nigel said. But still, it doesn't feel great. It does not feel great at all. So I've made massive attempts to try and get things straight, get to like to sort it and get on track. And one of the things I've done is I forced my kids <laughs> to work with me in the garage and to piece by piece, uh, get things from the garage into the car. And then I drive off to the right recycling center. They've seen me there so much. Now I'm embarrassed thinking next time I have to go disguised. Uh, I don't know, like a man with a mustache or something. Oh my gosh. But we're getting to see the end of the tunnel. Finally, there's so much stuff in there. Uh, just yeah, another overwhelmed area. But so there you go. Um, I even called my mom to tell her, just like shared what I'm feeling and that I rated myself a three. And uh, so if I didn't cook anymore, uh, that would just drop to a one. I, w I would still get one point because I, I hug them and I kiss them and I tell them I love them. So if you're a parent and you're listening to this, I know that there are not many parents right now who feel like, oh, life is bliss. This is just harmony. We're so happy and everything is just oh, peaceful and happy. Uh, I, have, I haven't spoken to one of them. But I've spoken to so many parents who feel like, I just I can't take another day. Um, so uh, just know that you're not alone. This is intense. This is hard. This is um, tiring. And it presses all our buttons as parents. Um, and we want to do so well. And we set the bar so high. But like Nigel said, we don't live in showrooms. We live in living places. It's a home. And uh, in just, uh, what is it now? Two more weeks for the Luxembourgers, at least. We're back to school. Back to routines. Back to getting kids in bed in a decent time. Back to getting them up. That's going to be hard. In the morning and get them out of the house. And all of a sudden, there's going to be peace. There's going to be silence. There's going to be no cooking for nobody for a whole block of hours straight, productivity is going to go through the roof. The roof, the roof, the roof is on fire. And with you as my witness, I promise myself to take the first day that they're out of the house as a day off. I'm going to actually rest. I'm not going to force myself to do anything. I'm going to lay on my sofa with um, one of the books I'm reading right now. Okay, so um, any parents hearing this, I hope that by me sharing a little bit of the ugly truth here, that you feel better about yourself, knowing that you're just, you're not alone here. And if you're not a parent, or if you're one of those, like, I don't know, uh, unique ones who have managed to keep it uh, a peaceful time, well, then thank you for hearing me share my frustration and shortcomings I appreciate you if you're not a parent at all thank you for listening and I hope you're having a great day with no overwhelm take care I'll talk to you soon bye bye <laughs>